Warning, the Catholic Man Show is about to begin. If you're looking for a dull, feel-good religion, or clap your hands, sit around the campfire kumbaya, you've come to the wrong place. We are dealing with toxic levels of authentic masculinity. I would say good luck, but luck is for pagans. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam and Ann here sitting with David Niles. We are by ourselves this, this evening. Uh, Juan's not here. Jim's not here. Uh, just as a reminder that Jim is our shipping and logistics manager of the Catholic Man Show. And so he's the one that ships all of our merchandise. Uh, his uh, wife, Kathy, is has been... And he does it for free. And he does it for free for he's us. A volunteer. Uh, and Kathy, his wife, has been very generous and charitable in allowing us to hold a inventory at their house. Basically take over the upstairs. Right. <laughs> um, so we have some inventory. We have some, some really great hats, some shirts, uh, some... Catholic Man Show Glen Karen glasses. Mm. We have uh, some 16 ounce beer can beer glasses, can glasses yeah. which are great. Um, so if you if you are looking for something to get uh, a friend for Check summertime, we also have a lot of shirts yep, that are available still, all the time, right? Even sweatshirts. I know it's summer, right? But we have we but do have some it. listeners that maybe, maybe in be, Alaska, yeah, or, maybe yeah, you have a friend in Maine or something, right? So uh, go check that out. You can go to the CatholicManShow.com. Uh, and check out our store. Uh, Jim would love to have some of that inventory gone. He would. So would Kathy. I think. So would even, Kathy. even even more. more. So Kathy. Yeah. Uh, so this evening we're we're having. Oh, by the way, also if you support us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash The Catholic Man Show, ten dollars or more a month, we will send you these whiskey glasses uh, as a thank you gift. Uh, here's the deal: the first month, if you go sign up as a ten month, uh, ten dollar a month patron, the first month we lose money. Yeah. But we want to be able to give you this, like, you know, a cool thank you gift. So yeah. a Catholic Man Show whiskey glass, uh, and you, you support the show. You help um, us to continue the, the mission. So if you could, uh, donate uh, $10 a month or more. We have a, a, Check out our Patreon page. Yeah. There's yeah. stuff there. And uh, we're gonna, we do book clubs. We have mm-hmm. audio books mm-hmm. that we've done. Uh, that are only exclusive to patrons. We have over 60 different... We have a great uh, course by Carlo Broussard about the five ways. Yeah, if you're interested in... That was a fantastic course. That was. It's a deep dive. It is a deep dive. It's heavy, but uh, it's really good. But also, like, Carlo is a great teacher. Yes. Uh, He really... And he put together all those, uh, like, study guides. Yeah, specifically for us. Yeah, that really make it so it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. So this evening we're having uh, a lowland... This is the last we time have, we've oh, had a yeah, Lowland. It's, it's been a long time. It's been well, a really long time. There's not very many of them. There's not very many. That's right. Yeah. Um, Glen Kinchy, Glen Kinchy, 12 year. Okay. They used to have a 10 year. They upped it to 12 as their staple. Okay. Um, and it's one of the only Lowlands out there. It's called the uh, Edinburgh Malt. Okay. Uh, they're still about three hours away from that. But, you know, when you only have so many dis- distilleries from around Lowland, then. You can uh, claim. So the nearest one is three hours away. Well, I mean, like Glen Kinchy from Edinburgh. Okay, but I was they call say it like three hours. You can mall. you can get across like half of Ireland in three hours. Yeah, but this is Scotland. Oh, Scotland. Well, same thing. I um, mean, sure. What I what I really liked but about just as a point of fact, you can get across half of Ireland. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that doesn't. It's not very related. Right. Uh, one really cool thing I liked about uh, the box that they that they had in. They have a, a highland, a Speyside, a Sky, a West Highland, and an Isla distillery. So they're promoting other distilleries on hmm. the box, which I think is cool. Like you know, is this a blend or no? They're just this they're just single malt. They're just like, hey, here's some friends of ours. Yeah, uh, from each All right. uh, individual, you know, each area of Scotland. So we're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers. 
Dave, I envision whenever you uh, move out into uh, have some land, as as one does, as you mm. do. Okay, yes. That it is a picture of just calm, easygoing. Uh, right. You just kind of work your just land, the leisurely country living. Right. You 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 know you don't really have to bother anybody. Right. You, know, you just kind of you you're just there, getting your hands dirty. Just let nature be. Right. Yeah. Is that is that accurate? No. That is not. Well, it it could be. But you just could to, you <laughs> could do that if you want to like nothing to ha- you know like if you want to move out onto some land and just live there and then like watch it. All right. That's prob that's fine. But if you want to do anything, if you want to have grow anything, raise anything, it's not going to happen. I mean, it's not going to be leisurely. It's a different kind of leisure. Let me okay. put it that way. It's more of like a, you know how like children bring you like a lot of satisf- long-term satisfaction? Right. Often short-term satisfaction is like mysterious and lacking, you know? You don't, you don't feel very satisfied some days. You feel angry and frustrated right? and tired. <laughs> but in the end, it's like, ah, oh, that was so good. Sort of like practicing an instrument. Everybody hates practicing, but once you practice enough and you can play it well, it's like one of the best things ever. So the cows, they are the gift that keeps on giving when it comes to stories to tell about them. Uh, a guy at our camp out this last year, he told me that farming is the art of losing money slowly. Mm-hmm. And I am just really coming to a deeper and deeper appreciation of that reality. That that is, in fact, the art of farming. <laughs> losing money very slowly. <laughs> so on Friday, you know, I just am out. It's like I had a break in the in my work schedule. So I was going to go water the garden. I love that's I love watering a, the garden. Okay. okay? Uh, it just feels good. You feel like you're doing something like productive and life-giving, right. you know? Yeah, it just yeah. is, it's nice to water the garden. Yeah. And it doesn't take very long. I'm out there just really loving what I'm doing. I'm, my cornfield is growing. Yeah, you plant some uh, corn. Uh, yeah, I've got a, a small cornfield, and that that is bringing me a lot of satisfaction so far. Um, but I mean, Cy Kellett called you the modern-day Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, I heard that. I don't, does it, that's about the cornfield? That was in uh, reference to the corn there's, fielding. Uh, that's part of it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, you have to go back. And the cornfield. It's like give it some. Give it time because it. It's only they're only about an inch tall now, and so mm-hmm. like haven't even had to deal with the earwigs, right? Or the army worms, or like all. Oh, it's coming. Right. Um. But anyway, I notice my gate is wide open, and I mean wide open. This is the gate that keeps the cows in. Okay. okay. This is the gate. This is the. This is the one thing. That is holding the cows in where they're supposed to be. It's a, it's an important, you know, like, it's an important piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And it is wide open. And I, like, I think, oh, man, one of the kids this morning left it open, which I think that's okay because during the morning when it, the day's getting warmer, the cows mostly stay in the shade. They don't even come out to this part of the yard until the evening. So it's all right, no big deal. But I'm just going to go out and check and make sure they're still here. Sure enough. They gone. They gone. <laughs> and I text my wife, Lady Pamela, and she's like, oh, we haven't been out there. And now it's like more. So I pull up the camera, my security camera, and sure enough, at about 1240 in the morning, there is a cow in my front yard. And I sure do. And I recognize that cow. That's my cow in the front yard. So I go and track their, like I track them all the way to the street, you know, mm-hmm. and... uh it's not what I was planning to do on a Friday, right? To drive around looking for my cows, and it was a great reason to meet all the neighbors that I haven't met yet. Yeah, they were gone for about two days. I finally located them yesterday. Borrowed a, a drone from a buddy and was flying it all over place. Uh, was able to eliminate places where I was suspecting they might be. They weren't. Finally, I, I found them. They had they had worked their way in with another herd about a mile and a half down the road. Uh, so I, I went and got them back. They're safe and sound. Uh, you know, they got to eat somebody else's grass for a while. So in the end, it's everything's okay. But I wonder if the grass is greener. Uh, probably. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it just it's like I said, the cows, they keep on giving as far as good stories to tell. Um, you thought they were gone. Yeah. And we called the animal control guy came and he was 
he was trying to convince us that they were stolen. He and I don't like he he probably sees more like animal theft than mm-hmm. than than I, I certainly don't ever see any animal theft. But right. uh, yeah, he was he was convinced that they were stolen because our gate it was so wide open you wouldn't uh, the cows I and it's still a mystery maybe we don't know like maybe some kids you know just were right you know into just causing trouble opened the gate I, I we don't know um you gonna put a camera out there you should i'm gonna put a gate sensor out there yeah i'm gonna uh maybe uh check out some of the what i can do with the cam- i already have five cameras so um and only one of them caught you would have had to go right by three of them hmm. and two of them didn't see anything so who knows who knows what happened but I'm this way there will be a gate sensor and if the gate opens the alarm will go off hmm. that'll be good yeah yeah because whenever I talked to you on so I, I left for the weekend and so I talked to you on Friday and you were like yeah they're gone and you were you they were, were I mean I was I was I was pretty low. Yeah, I hit a low. I hit a <laughs> low spot. Were, you were, you were lower than this lowland. Like, uh, yes, <laughs> indeed. In fact, I was like literally praying about it. Like, Lord, you know, in the Old Testament, people would sacrifice bulls. I guess today I'm sacrificing two. <laughs> you can have them, Lord, but please bring them back. <laughs> but if you don't, I give them to you. But I really would like them back. The Lord, the the Lord is merciful. He's so merciful. Well, I'm glad Oreo and Inky are back in the Me homestead. Too. Me too. They'll be. They're in timeout. Yeah. They're gonna be disciplined, but the you know, at the end of the day, they're good cows. <laughs> Got hamburgled. This episode of The Catholic Man Show is brought to you by one of the only emails that Dave consistently opens and reads. And I know this because I send him a lot of emails. I even have the read receipts on. He knows I have them on. All he has to do is open my emails, and I think that he reads them. He still doesn't do that. But he and I both uh, are subscribers and have been for many years to Catholic Votes The Loop. It's a free daily news feed from Catholic media sources. It's all in one email. You get important headlines from trusted sources, best of blogs, your saint of the day, daily scripture readings, all in one. So, so go to gettheloop.com. Gettheloop.com. Now make sure that you, you click on the Catholic Mancho sent you because we're competing against our fellow friends from Ascension Press, Conversations with Jackie and Bobby Angel. They're awesome. I love uh, their podcast. I love what they're doing with Ascension Press, but I still want to beat them. I still <laughs> so go over to gettheloop.com. Make sure you 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 show them that the Catholic Man Show sent you, so they continue sponsoring us. Uh, you help out, and then you also get to stay up to date with what's going on in the Catholic world. Gettheloop.com. That is the place to get trusted Catholic news sources. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We haven't talked about the whiskey yet, and before we get there, I had a dream. Like a Juan Posada type of no, dream? No, nobody has dreams like Juan Posada. But this is a pretty good dream. Okay. I don't remember many of the details, as is often the case with dreams. You know, you just right. like a dream, it's always in the middle. It's mm-hmm. always uh, media, media res. res. Cheers, media. Yeah, so it's always like in the middle of you know. It's like you find yourself here doing something. I was like driving up a hill or something. I was going like I think I was driving up a hill, and when I got to the top of the hill, and I don't remember if I was praying or what I was doing, but the Lord like let me feel His love for me in like a just overpowering way where I was like, all of my senses were just like expanded. And it was like the single most joyful thing I'd ever experienced. This is what's happening in my dream. And it was okay. it was just amazing. And it, was, it blew my mind, uh, like overload with happiness. And it lasted like five seconds in my dream. And then the dream went on. And then in my dream, I was trying to figure out, like, did that actually happen? Or was that a dream? And I wasn't wondering that in real life. That's what, just mm-hmm. what I was wondering about in my dream. Right. But anyway, I remember. 
You know, wow. like sometimes you don't remember things about your dream. And I don't remember anything else that happened in the dream, but I remember that happening and I can like remember how it felt. It was incredible. Dude, I have dreams like that all the time. Like for instance, Do you? yeah, like last night I had a dream and I couldn't I couldn't make it out for sure, but I thought like is orange a color or a fruit? Yeah. Did you smell it? No, I wish I would have. Mm-hmm. But I have dreams like that all the time. Were you trying to figure something out? Is that is that what you mean? No, I was or? just being. I was just oh, joking. You're like, just making. I don't. I don't have those kind of dreams at all. I don't either. Uh, I mean, I have dreams. I think just like everybody else. You know, some people don't ever remember their dreams. I'm just pretty regular. I don't remember them every day, but sometimes I do. But this dream was in, it was remarkable. That's incredible. It was, dude. I don't know how to. I don't know what to say about. It was that. like ama- it was amazing. So praise God for yeah. What do you think about the whiskey? I think it's very good. Um, it, I, there's not anything like that's really standing out about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very pleasant and enjoyable. It is uh, about fifty dollars. Okay, I like it. So I don't know if that helps with the yummy scale or not. It does. Uh, yeah, for me, it does. Right. It definitely does for me. It, well, it definitely does for Jim, which does, we found oh, out. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he actually increased his yummy. Yummy score. Right. Once he found out the price point it was lower. Yeah. So a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think it's very good. It has uh, a sense of of uh, apricots uh, on the on the nose. Uh, it has a very nice finish. Uh, does not. It's not long, but uh, lowlands are very. Uh, I mean, there's a very sim- a lot of similarities in lowlands and highlands. In fact, yeah. the process uh, of the pot still like. Uh, the process of highlands and lowlands are the same, so they're going to have a lot of yeah. the same characteristics. It, it just really seems like these few distilleries wanted to stand out a little bit, so they gave themselves, oh, well, we're a lowland, but it's really a highland. It's location, location, location. Yeah. So. I mean, because there's not really much different. I mean, it's sort of like Speyside. Speyside, highland. There's, you know, it's not like, oh, an Isla whiskey, you know, or an right. island whiskey, or, you know, it's like, oh, where these are clearly different products. In right. different genres. It'd be very hard to blind taste test this with a... I would like, definitely think it was a Highland whiskey. Right. Yeah. So I'm headed to Baltimore this week. Okay. Uh, the communications conference. Yep. Going to the communications conference, giving a talk there. Uh, I'm excited. Um, as I was trying to figure out like how I was going to structure my talk, and mm-hmm. I'm still in that process. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to figure out, like, okay, what what are the ways in which I want to communicate this uh, talk? Okay. And I was going to uh, going back to our 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 boy that we've we've talked about before on the show that mm-hmm. I butchered his name uh, up front. Uh huh. And Deacon Garlic just. Uh, what is it? How does he say to say it? It's because uh, I, I think I said Sertalanges or something like that. Isn't that what I said I don't at, know. at the I don't first remember. time? Let's be honest. Like word name it, pronunciations is not your strong suit. That's correct. Sertalange. Yeah. Uh, Sertalange. Yes, it's because it's French. I like French names because you can just really swing at them and just, you know just like hey give it like give it a lot right Sertalange. <laughs> you can just kind of throw that those like guttural sounds at the end. Mm-hmm. Just like add on some extra ones. And, and just see what happens. You know what? It doesn't sound wrong. Right. Sort of long. Like that, because uh-huh. that could be the way they say it. You don't know. What do you speak French or something? I do not. No. But he has a great book uh, called The Intellectual Life. It's Spirits, Conditions, and Methods. It's, whoop, whoop. there goes my bookmark. That's okay. Uh, it's a, a really good book if you're looking to understand how to organize your thoughts, how to read, how to organize your your life, your external life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I referenced, I was like, I remember reading something in there uh, talking about concentration, and uh-huh. uh, I wanted to go back and get the quote correct. And as I was going through it, there was another chapter in there that I realized, you know what, this would be a really good episode. Okay. And so uh, I pulled, you know, from him and and. Talking about orga- uh, organizing your life, the organize- organization of life is what he calls it. And he, he talks about arranging your exterior life, like how are you supposed to, as a man, or as a uh, as one who's taking his vocation seriously, yeah. as a man who 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 is pursuing, you know, the intellectual life, uh-huh. which we all should be doing, right? You know, as Catholic men, 
uh, he said he tries to talk about like, okay, how how do you arrange your your exterior life? Uh-huh. Because as you, as we will talk in here, you'll you'll understand very quickly. He's talking. He says like, how you uh, arrange your exterior life really depends on how are you arranging your interior life. Ah, I see. Yeah, I mean, I think that for the for most people, they know like, oh, I need to have order. I need to, and and often they know generally that like this is the order I should have. Mm-hmm. The problem is they lack often the willpower whatever whatever level you've reached in your order in your life Mm -hmm. this is kind of like where you your natural abilities or where you know wherever you've reached in your human development okay like your willpower to exercise self-control has brought you this far okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you could order it more you could be more and i'm like when i'm saying this i'm thinking about myself okay um i could have more order in my life in the moment when it comes down to it I'd simply like, well, I just don't, des- at the end of the day, my desires overcome my desire for order, order right? You know, like, oh, Sometimes I want... you got to be honest about it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally, I agree. The things that I want, my appetites are stronger than my own willpower. So like the things we're going to be talking about today, having rules, having guidelines that mm-hmm. maybe go beyond what you have established in your life. Mm-hmm. One thing I can do is follow rules. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, can do, I can do Exodus 90. Okay, because there's a rule. Oh, well, they actually, it kind of takes away my free will. Okay, it's not up to me to make that choice. Like, for me, free will, it holds me back a lot. (laughs) You know, uh, but if I have a rule, and especially if it's like, oh, I'm doing it with people, like, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, know, we're all doing this as a fraternity or whatever. So as we talk about this today, it's, I think, would be wise to do, like, talk about this with your group of friends oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. and say, Hey guys, let's do this as a, like as a community, as the, th- the three of us brothers or who, you know, whoever right. you're, you're really close, not just like people from church. I mean, like the people that you are close with, right. Maybe talk about this and say, what are we going to, let's, let's be better together. Mm-hmm. How can we, that's a great idea. In fact, it would be great to just get the book, get the book all together. I mean, it's yeah, not, d- it's do not a, expensive. you could read it together as like a book. Yeah. Book and it's not an expensive book. I mean, it, and it's relatively short. It's, you know, about a hundred or two hundred and fifty pages. Uh-huh. Uh, but really, if you just pick, you can pick and choose. It's not one of those books you have to read from the beginning to end. Uh-huh. You can kind of pick and choose what you want to read uh, to help you in that moment. Yeah. So anyway, just like having these additional, like smaller, yeah. s- smaller segments of order. Because I think in general, we you look at your life and it's like, oh, I have broad concepts and kind of like broad categories where I've ordered things in my life. Mm-hmm. And the more you can segment them to look at and examine them more specifically, mm-hmm. um, the more clarity you'll have. Right. The more you put it under a microscope, the, yeah. more, the more clarity exactly. you have. You have. You have more clarity in, oh, what should I be doing? It's like you don't realize I'm just kind of glossing over some of these things. Right. Um, looking at the big picture, which is good. I mean, you got to start there. But anyway, yeah, no, I think that's I think that's uh, uh, right on. And so he he talks about at the beginning. He says one word suggests itself here before any other. And he's talking about like how how, how to organize your uh-huh. life. And he says you must simplify your life, mm. which just hit me right right between the eyes because I'm not a man who's known to be, uh, have a simplified life. You know, most, I don't think I'm known for that. I don't think that's one of my strong suits. I tend to have a lot of things going mm, yeah. pretty much at all times. Yeah. You know, I'm juggling a lot of balls, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. doing a lot of different things. Uh, and so that really hit me pretty it's hard. because you respond to more emails than me. That's true. You I know do. what? Think about that. Think about that for a second. If you simply didn't respond to so many emails, then we wouldn't have wouldn't, a lot of things. You wouldn't be a very good communication director, <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. but you have a lot simpler of a <laughs> right. But he he obviously makes it uh, the caveat of uh, saying like obviously that's not always doable. It's not always. Uh, yeah, actually, I see it. I was going to say it's not always possible. Right. Yeah. You sometimes you just look. You got it. You have to take this on. Yeah. And especially if you're in prayer and you realize like God has put this in front of me and this is what right. he is calling me to do. Uh, and I'm not going, I do not want to get up, you know, on my judgment day and God say, Hey, right. I put this in front of you to move this king, move my kingdom forward. And you just sit on your hands. Right. You know, we only have a certain amount of time here in life. Uh, it's fleeting. And the simplest thing of all things is to follow the will of God. I mean, there is nothing right. more simple than that. Say, 
I simply will say yes mm -hmm. to what it is. So he breaks it down into four different categories that we'll go over. We'll start on the other side of the break. Okay. For over 35 years, Select International Tours has been planning pilgrimages all across the world, and they've been doing that for a reason. Yeah, if you guys have listened to our show, then you know that we just got back from Ireland. Uh, we used Select International Tours to book our pilgrimage to Ireland. Everything went just great. It went exactly how we planned it. Right. right? In fact, one of the pilgrims uh, said that it was his the best pilgrimage he's ever been on. Right. I mean, so the thing is, they know what they're doing. If, if you want to go on a nice pilgrimage uh, that's really you know oriented around experiencing the Catholic faith um, in some of the most historic, most important sites all over the world for the history of our faith, go to selectinternationaltours.com. They have pilgrimages going everywhere in the world all the time just because you know they, they do it so well, everybody wants to use them. That's right. And if you go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow, you'll be one of the first ones to know when we're planning our next pilgrimage, which spring or summer 2024. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow. We want to thank Select International Tours for being a sponsor of our show, The Catholic Man Show. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. We're having a drama of Lynn Kinchy, 12-year. It's a nice little Lynn Scotch. It really is nice. I feel like I didn't give it enough well, credit. Yeah, I feel like my what I, the words I said about it earlier were saying, like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, I, I actually really like it. I think it's very good, especially for $50. Like, mm -hmm. It's a nice one. It's also a nice one for, like, it's not as well known as uh -huh. far as the... right. Yeah, if you give this to somebody, which $50 is like, that's for a scotch, yeah. you're, it's, a, it's a good price point. They're probably not going to have it right. in their... Which is nice to have. Yeah, like, in, to in, give their, them options. in their collection. Right. I'm so sorry, we're, collection. Ugh. So we're talking about uh, arranging your exterior life, uh, you know, organi the organization of life. Yeah. I just want to, like, kind of what we were talking about a second ago, if I may. Please. About simplification. Okay. Okay, because this is a rule of thumb. To, you know, uh, what was it? One word suggests itself here before any other. You must simplify your life, okay? And this is a rule, like I said, it's a rule of thumb. This is not um, like a all-the-time thing that is not a universal rule. Okay. Uh, okay, because so, think about some of the great saints, the greatest saints. People like Joan of Arc, who, you know, who have accomplished the greatest things. They didn't do simple things, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, the simpler thing for Joan of Arc, if just on a natural, if you just uh, natural assessment, would it be don't go to war. Mm -hmm. That's a lot simpler than going to war, right? She, she did some very complicated, arduous things in her life, but she did them for a simple reason. Because, That's right. I think because the, the Lord called her to do it. Okay, and so this is why a prayer life is important. We talk about this a mm -hmm. lot, right? You have to be in touch with the Lord's will in your life. Mm -hmm. You have to have that daily submission every morning, right? Where you're throwing yourself at his feet and saying, what are you asking of me today? Mm -hmm. And just, and being ready to say yes. Um, yeah, I think that's a great... that is the simpleness. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's a great distinction because a lot of times when you hear the word simple, you you, you think there's the synonym there is easy. Yeah. And that's not true, right? Just because right. it's a simple thing doesn't mean it's the easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really like, you know, it's doing the thing that you're going to do well. Right. Yeah, and it's not necessarily opposed to complexity. We talk about that God has a simplicity to him. Divine simplicity. Right. But he's obviously the most complicated thing in existence. I mean, he's like this triune, right? So he can be simple while also have a lot of moving parts. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't it doesn't take away from his divine simplicity. I'm going to bail you out here just in case we don't get but I just, heresy. Right. Uh, but I don't want to... I, I just want to say that that's not what we're not talking about. Simplicity meaning has fewer moving parts or or the less arduous. Right. Path. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So the first thing he, he talks about is he talks about the f the framework of your exterior life. Okay. This is like let's build out your exterior life. Broad let's talk about to specific. Broad to specific. So let's talk about the framework of your of, of your life. And this this first part really hit me again hard. Because he says, the wise and peaceful work must not be associated with the noisy or spasmodic, inter spasmodic. Modic, spasmodic. spasmodic interruptions of a life 
all on the outside. Mm. So I do this all the time where, oh, it's like, okay, good. I get to go do work outside, like my yard work or whatever. Now I get to listen to other things. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm, I'm getting to... Yeah, I do uh, that too. Listen to audio books. Audio books or, or I catch up on podcasts. Right, yeah, yeah, and doing all these things. And, you know, something that always hit me was your, your father-in-law, Dan O'Brien... He was talking to me one day at Clear Creek. We were doing some work, and he said, "Like my dad always told me, don't ever hire anybody who listens to music while they work, or smokes a pipe, or smokes a yeah. pipe." <laughs> Which is too bad because <laughs> a lot of my favorite people smoke pipes. <laughs> right. Sorry, guys, can't hire you. Um, but uh, there's some there's some truth there mm-hmm. that uh, as you do your, as you're doing your work, you're you're focused on you're allowing your mind to also just be distracted. Be, yeah, yeah. I cannot like. I can do like monotonous tasks and listen to music or, or mm-hmm. something else. But if I'm doing something detailed, I absolutely cannot listen to music. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it 100% slows me down. And this is something like I'm, I have thought about a lot. And sometimes like my conscience like doesn't accuse me of, but like kind of brings up and makes me question and, and ponder about, you know, there is nothing wrong, morally speaking, from listening to a good a good book while you mow the lawn. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. However, it does seem like there's a piece or a, a simplicity, maybe, mm-hmm. about never doing more than one thing at a time. Just always simply doing one thing. Right now, I'm mowing the lawn because it's good to mow the lawn. And by bringing in other goods, like an audiobook, kind of says it, it what it ends up doing is saying the good of mowing the lawn is not good enough okay not for me i need more goods or better goods or something i'm too good to mow the lawn right when that's not true okay we're like the mowing the lawn it's your lawn and you are called to mow it mm. and there is a goodness and a like a vocation here and by bringing in other things we're kind is it's sort of it's a achadia or acedia mm-hmm. uh, where it's like no I need more I need like you know the noonday devils it's like starting to creep in and so it this is what always kind of bugs me about sh- should we even be no matter how good the book is right should we no, just I, do one thing at a time always should that be a rule of life never do more than one thing I don't know. I, and it's it's very challenging for you know you were just talking about a little bit ago like there's parts of me that you know my desires just like they win they win yeah. and like I want <laughs> I'm I'm like fighting losing battles a lot of times right. <laughs> I win I win a lot of them but I lose I mean, plenty you know what another one that's not may not be popular to some of our listeners but I'm I'm gonna say it anyway is like adoration mm. you know you go to adoration are you bringing a book yeah are you are you listening to even something good like. Bible in a year, or catechism in the year, or something like that. In oh, adoration, I'm, I'm very opposed to technology in adoration. Well, but uh, I know people that do it, and like, yeah. you know, um, I, I there's no judgment there on my, from from my end. But sure. uh, I'm just saying, like, is that really yeah. the thing we should be doing? Right. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, let's just because let, you want to talk about goods, higher goods or right, lesser like, goods, right? It's like you're here with the Lord, right? You know, and you're distracting your mind, your intellect is being, uh, you know, distracted with these clearly lesser good, infinitely lesser goods. Right. You know? Now, there's other, there's times... And, and I, too, will bring books sometimes. My intent is always to, like, oh, I'm going to, like, use this book, like... Uh, to move you... As a, uh, like, meditation, like... Mm-hmm. In it. But it never goes like I want it to go. I want to, you know, like, uh, the Intro to the Devout Life, that's a one I bring to adoration a lot, to, like, as soon as I read something that is... It captures you. That does, like... Oh, lifts my mind. Okay, stop. Right. And now... Let's use that. You know, like, br- t- discuss that right. with the Lord. I never actually do that, right? Right. Because I keep reading. It's like, right. oh, yeah. You well, know, a I lot of times going. I use one adoration hour uh, a week, you know, for just... Like, I'm not bringing anything. I'm just going to be... I'm just going to be in, in front of you, Jesus. Uh-huh. I'm just going to sit here and pray... Or kneel here and pray. Um, And if nothing comes up, then... It's okay. It, this is time well yeah. wasted. And I but think, there's other. There's. I have another adoration hour where I bring a book, and I ask our Lord, like, "Hey, in your presence, yeah. will you please inspire me as in okay. help me." Actually, that's what I do. My Friday adoration hour, I bring nothing. 
Okay. My Monday adoration hour, I will I'll bring a book. It's sort of like when someone asked, I forget who it was, is it okay to smoke a cigar while praying? Mm-hmm. And he said, no. But it is a great idea to pray while smoking a cigar. Mm-hmm. Okay? So there's a big difference here. Like, this is your adoration hour. You need to guard that. Now, if you want to come to adoration more, mm-hmm. like, let's say I need to study, okay, or like whatever, and you want to go do that at adoration, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Like, go study in the presence of the Lord, right? But it's as long as you're guarding, like, I have this adoration hour that's for Jesus. Right. Beyond that, if you want to, like, do other things, because, you know, I've already... A, I've got my adoration hour. It's not like you have to have an adoration hour. You, you don't should. have to, but you really should. It's a great idea. So anyway, there's a difference, yeah, right? There, and I think people get it. So, I, so he talks about there's. The, it's a duty of a thinker to make sure to guard and avoid any unnecessary distractions and noises. Like it is our duty to make sure we do this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So oh, that is so hard, which is incredibly hard. Uh, so we talked recently uh, about. Remember when I was talking about, uh, about distractions, like having things live rent-free in your head. Yeah. We had a lot of people asking us about this, even in the Council of Man. Uh, I was asking, like, well, how do you do, you know, how do you avoid this? Well, he talks about you, you should not let yourself be entangled in a mesh of occup- occupations, which little by little monopolize your time, thought, resources, and powers. So, you know, he's saying, like, you should not let things live rent-free in your head. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and... I don't have a good answer for this because I am I am incredibly guilty of having things live rent free in my head. Like when something bothers me, or when I feel like that I have a good thought, or like like um, or like something has hit me in a in a unique way, I cannot really stop thinking about that. Hmm. Even if I'm uh, doing other things, yeah, uh, it is constantly coming back. Like I can't believe he said this to me, or I can't believe you know. How how should I think about this? You know, different things will just continue to gnaw and eat at me and eat at me. I don't think this is something that you struggle with at all, um, or very I, I, rarely. I, do. I mean, everybody struggles with this. Yeah, but but on a very much less degree. It's so yeah. I mean, you you just don't. Um, so I, I do struggle with. I I don't have a lot of because I kind of work for myself, sort of. Mm-hmm. I don't have like coworkers who would like. I don't have to interact or or work together. So that work eliminates a lot of, right. of those situations sure. for me. But I'll tell you, for, in, for instance, um, when my cows were gone, it was that was hanging over my head a lot, a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. And I did get to the point where I said, Lord, I thank you for giving this to me. You know, like, because right. my solution is to remind myself sometimes many, 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 many times that the Lord's will is good. Right. Everything he is doing in my life is for a good reason and to thank him. And I'm terrible at thanking him in the trials. But when you have those little bitty trials, that's being, what I was gonna being grateful for yeah, them. That's, that's the key. That's, yeah, exactly. Just offering it, just continually to say, like, Lord, I don't want to think, of, you know, I'm offering this up to you. Yeah, thank you for giving this to me. And I offer this up to you. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to make it through this. More than 60,000 men from around the world have journeyed through Exodus 90 together with their brothers. Priests, bishops, singled men, married men, Catholics, non-Catholics alike. One of the things we love receiving are emails from guys who signed up to do Exodus 90 through the Catholic Command Show and let us know how much freedom they've experienced once they go through the program. And it makes sense, right? Here's how it works. And these are the things that we talk about all the time on the Catholic Command Show, which is why we love promoting Exodus 90. They have three pillars, the, a pillar of prayer, a pillar of asceticism, and a, pra- a pillar of fraternity. And through those three pillars, they help men grow closer to Christ to their spouse, to their children, and to their friends. Closer to that man that God has called them to be. So go check out Exodus 90. They have Exodus 90 Lent as well. It's exodus90.com slash TCMS for the Catholic Mantra. TCMS. Thank you to Exodus 90 for being a sponsor of the Catholic Mantra. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're having a fairly lively discussion about ordering your life. That's right. And you know what? I, it's coming to the surface. It's like Adam, we got problems. <laughs> <Yeah. All right. laughs> I don't know if you guys are like us, but we over here, over here we got problems. Yeah. All right, we have we have some things we need to rectify in our lives. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so I really want to get in, like, reading this. So uh, The intellectual life. The intellectual life. He's a Dominican. Sertilange. Sertilange. Um, he's a Dominican. And so he references this uh, this little letter mm-hmm. from St. Thomas Aquinas that led me down a little bit of a rabbit trail. Okay. Because I was not aware of it. And so I was like, is this, you know, where is this? What is this origin? You know, all this yeah. kind of stuff. So apparently... Uh, Thomas Aquinas wrote a letter to Brother John. I don't know if you know Brother John. I, I, I don't, not personally. Yes. Yeah. Uh, wrote a letter to Brother John. Now, there's there's debate on whether or not it was authentic, if it was like from him or from a, one of his scribes or, you know, whatever. But uh, Brother John was asking him how to order his intellectual life, like how to order the, the intellectual life. Okay. And then uh, Aquinas, in his typical Aquinas faction, he says, well, there are 16 things. <laughs> Now, uh, and so I want to I want to go like I want I want to talk about them because and we won't we won't like dwell on on them. But I just wanted like we haven't even started the sixteen things. No, okay, we got twelve minutes, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but we won't go through all. I mean, remember the, he's he's writing this to a a a monk, you uh-huh. know, or to a brother, and so like it, it does all. Not everything applies to our lives, but I sure. still think you can take it and apply the principles into. Truth. There's a truth there, right? So he talks about this. He says he says since you have asked me on how I ought to to study and order the massive treasures of knowledge. Listen to the advice I'm going to give you. Okay. And he basically starts out by saying, uh, do not get, uh, do not start heavy. Ease your way in. Okay. Yeah. He says, do not immediately get into the sea, so to speak, like the waters, but choose where to enter. And then, uh, because easier must uh, we must come to the more difficult. Yeah. And the easy we go, we go to the difficult. This is one of the things I love about Aquinas is that his advice, like, is so natural as well. Right. right? Yeah. Like, so he I, says that, he's like, "This is my warning, and this is this is the instruction: do not start on heavy things." Okay. So then he says, like, he says he bids you slow to speak. Mm, I don't like that one. <laughs> next. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next one? Uh, he says. Uh, and slow to coming to a place of talking. Like, like, does he mean literally a place? Like, don't go to the place where people are hanging out and talking. I think what he means, like, as you continue, like, this is this is something that happens. Uh, you know, as you learn more, what do you want to do? You want to share it. Yeah. I can't wait to tell you all about the thing that I've just been reading about. Mm-hmm. And I think what he means by this is, uh, do not go out specifically to places. Just to have your intellectual, you know... Just to show off what you know. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, he says, embrace purity of conscience. Okay. Which I think is awesome. I also like that. It's like, am I doing that? Right. I'm not sure. <clears throat> like, I th- I hope so. Right. And he says, then he, he follows it up with, uh, do not cease to be praying. Okay. Because he 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 sees the 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 temptation of the intellectual life overcoming to the point because it's intoxicating, right? You know, yeah. whenever you have you, you're learning more and more, right? To disorder your life by stop praying so that way you can read or learn more. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then he says, um, "This is really cool." He says, "Love to keep your cell on a regular basis. Keep to your cell on a regular basis if you wish to be admitted to the wine cellar." <laughs> now, it's not what you think it means. Okay. The wine cellar is not an actual wine cellar. Right. So this is, uh, the wine cellar here is an allusion to the canticles, a canticle of canticles and the commentary on St. Bernard uh, that the secret dwelling place, it's the secret dwelling okay, pla- of place of truth, of which from afar, the perfumes attracts the spouse that is fervent, that is fervent to the soul. Okay. That is the fervent soul. Yeah, that is the, fer- I'm sorry, to the, yeah, I said to the soul, but fervent, uh, to a fervent soul. Uh-huh. Okay. And so he, um, yeah, the salt, the silence, keep right. silence. I think that's because mm-hmm. that's in his situation. That was if you're yeah. in your cell, you're by yourself, solitude, fortress of solitude, right? But he, then he says, like, pay no heed to others' affairs, uh, show your uh, being amenable to everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do not overly familiarize yourself with people, basically, because it's a distraction to study. Now, this again, this this part, some of these get into the parts of a religious order versus the laity. 
Yeah, and even with different types of religious orders, right? Like, because that would kind of seem to go against the idea of fraternity, mm-hmm. you know, which you need, you, you need that fraternity. A lot of these so far are reminding me of St. Teresa of, of Calcutta's uh, 15 Rules for, for humility. humility. I know, yeah. Yeah. In no way enter into sayings or doings of a secular person, which I think is hilarious. Um, above all, flee conversation. Do not omit... It, uh, basically, he's, he's just saying like... Um, I, th- I, I think there are times where you have to like pinpoint and say like, th- like I gotta leave. Like, uh-huh. I-, I need to be disciplined and like leave. Yeah, because there is like a, an appetite here. It's like, mm-hmm. like, oh, just to go confer- converse. Well, what are you talking, are you, are you actually discussing truths? Right. Or are you just talking? Is it, you know, like, is it just small talk? Right. Which small talk is not helpful. Uh, he also uh, warns: do not be, do not consider from whom you learn. He basically says, like, if it's truth, take it. And this is from Saint Paul too, right? Uh-huh. And this is why a lot of times people did not like Saint Thomas Aquinas because he was pulling from Aristotle a lot, which yeah. was known at the time, you know, to to not be kosher as a Catholic to be pulling from a pagan person. Yeah. Uh, and then um, he goes. He says a couple more, but. Uh, one of them says, uh, "Busy yourself uh, and busy yourself to store whatever you are able uh, to to the closet of the mind and desiring to fill the vessel." So, continue like basically being able to be focused whenever you are uh, learning about certain things. Okay, and then do not seek what is too high for you. So he, he bookends it with uh-huh. like the two things. Yeah. Uh, what do they? Call? That's the. Uh we did it. We did an episode on it. Like, uh, anyway, I'll overthink of it in a second. Hmm. The word is escaping me. Fair enough. Yeah. So, so he says that it's important to have a framework. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about now regarding obligations. The second one is obligations. Okay. So you have a framework. Now you have obligations in your exterior life, right? Mm-hmm. This is a natural thing. Like now you have you built order some somewhat in your life. Now you have obligations in your life, right? That you have to apply. And it says. And I love this part. He says, vocation means concentration. Mm. The intellectual is uh, consecrated. Let him not scatter himself in uh, exacting futilities. Mm. That's, that's, uh, I like that. Yeah. So again, so what is your vocation? Your first vocation is to, right. is to, is so to here he's talking to a religious right. who's, ordered his vocation is the intellectual life now we all have a, a, a calling to the intellectual life but not in the same way right as a dominican does sure but then so what is your vocation you know okay so i'm a son of god and now, now i'm a husband mm-hmm. and then i'm a father right and then like micro to macro right exactly broad to specific broad to specific it says, do not uh run after news that occupies the mind to no purpose now this is something i think that he would just preach over and over and over again in this world totally. right oh gosh um uh you know how often do we do that right and the, the things that we like care about on the news like they they have zero meaning in your life right so often right and this is what he says he says, do not busy yourself with the sayings and doings of the world that is uh with such to to have no moral or intellectual bearing right exactly like 90 per- i watch the news all day i'm a financial guy so i keep the finance channel on mm-hmm. but like Ninety percent of it really has zero importance. At the end of the, at your judgment, mm-hmm. when you look back on all of that stuff, you're going to realize that was a total waste of my life right. and time and inter- mental energy. And I actually cared. I put emotional like chips on the table, right, for these things. You That's know, right. this is okay. So then he talks about actually the duty of a wife. So he actually pivots. That's weird. Uh, uh, He's saying this. To, to, he he mentions this to yes. this dude, I mean, and probably you know to give advice. You know, like listen, if you have other men who are coming to you it's saying like, like, all right, because yeah, he's gonna say like, well, if you encounter a lay person, uh, right. make sure to tell them this. this. I'm not saying this to you, right? But for them, right? Correct. Okay. So, and I think this is beautiful. So he says he points out the importance uh, of the wife of the man who is serious about his vocation, and points out how she should bring beautiful things to should. Uh, shine beautiful things to him. Okay. And he uses the example of Beatrice in Dante. Uh-huh. You know, so Dante the Pilgrim is going through and is being led by Beatrice up through 
purgatory into paradise. Yeah. And she continues to show the divine light to him in little bit by little bit. Yeah. Right? And so he says the the wife's duty to to the man who's taking his vocation seriously is to continue showing the divine light to the man. Because the man is going to be can get focused so much on the intellectual life for the sake of the intellectual aspect. Uh-huh. That he needs to remember that this is for uh, you know the love of God, sure, and that he she should be the one to show him the beauty and the goodness. This is a huge summary because there's like a huge right. deep dive here. Like, how does the wife do that? Right, if this she doesn't have her own intellectual life. That's you know, right. Like I mean, there's all a lot. kinds of things to talk but about. But I thought this was just so beautiful. Yeah, you know, that uh, of uh, of the pairing of man and wife, uh, that that her duty. In an aspect, and this yeah. isn't like, and, and it also talks to the difference of the vocations of a husband and a wife. Whereas the the wife and women in general, they're ordered towards like the interior of the circle, right? You have to think about like a, a circle. The men think about things outside of the circle. Mm-hmm. The women all think about things inside of the circle, you know. And so for them to be able to take those, remind their husbands of these, uh, like you know, the, essentially the truths of love, which mm-hmm. are what happening inside of the circle. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. I think it's absolutely beautiful. So we'll t- we're uh, going to keep talking about yeah, it. Yeah, we get we have to. We're out of time on, on Catholic Radio. Go check us out on the Catholic Command Show. Subscribe to our podcast. Uh, if you enjoy the show, give us a, uh, a support from patreon.com slash the Catholic Command Show. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. So he talks about how the wife is uh, needs to be booing, booing him up. Different from booing. Different from booing. Yeah. Booing. Booing. <laughs> Him up when he loses courage, uh, when he like consoling him in disappointments, Uh soothing his sorrows, uh, being his sweet reward after his labors, you know. So, uh, and then he talks about how the importance of the man, you know, to be guarding and shielding and protecting his wife and like her dignity and her honor and uh, you know her beauty and and mm-hmm. to, to make sure that there's modesty and you know all these other things I, I I just thought how beautiful it was of the complementarity of the relationship right. and how each uh, person has a duty and a service to the other person they're again so complementary right no I, I totally agree um that is, that is and he nice. also says, and make sure to say this, which I thought was really cool because we talked about this not too long ago. He says, make sure to take interest in what they're doing. And what the other one is doing? Is mm-hmm. he saying that to both spouses? or For both spouses. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, because one of the, uh, you know, in a previous episode, we talked about like how, uh, you know, being apathetic to what the spouse is doing is, is a recipe for disaster. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, like, I don't care. Whatever. Whatever you're going to do, I don't care. Like, right. And not taking any like interest in what they're doing or, mm-hmm. or, or what they feel like their feelings or anything else, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, apathy. It, apathy is the relationship killer. Right. And so I thought it was just really beautiful that he, you know, he he, he had this insight of understanding like and make sure that you guys take interest in one another. Yeah. Just think like what you guys want. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts? Well, I mean, it's like you're not going to be interested in everything that your spouse is doing, right? And that's okay. And you can tell them that as long as they know that, like, hey. But I'm interested in, you know, like, I think I used the example of the wedding invitations that we were sending out. Like, I did not care right. if they were embossed or I don't even remember what the other raised. one was. Raised. Yeah, raised or embossed. And I still, to this day, do not know the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I am completely apathetic. But she was, like, very, and I was like, you know what, Pamela, I'm, like, really very interested in you. If you want me to decide. <laughs> the thing about me is I'm very interested in you. Yes, like you are my number one interest. <laughs> if you want me to decide between these things, I will do it, babe. Yeah, I will decide so fast. You won't even believe how fast <laughs> I can decide between these two things. <laughs> when I do, I want you to know it's totally okay if you want to change my decision because I don't care. But I'm here but, for you. But I'm here for you, right? right? Like I'm still taking a like I'm I'm still like taking an interest, right? Even though I'm not interested, right? And she knew that, and that yeah. was fine. And it, it was a relief. Yeah. And I think I did decide. I don't remember what I chose. because you, it, you don't even remember? Because they're the same. <laughs> it, they're the same. <laughs> I think uh, I went with every other letter. You know, like I went every I want, other, I want one embossed, raised, one raised. and then embossed. Raised and embossed. Yeah. Can you do that? I'll so, pay extra. Sounds like a compromise. <laughs> I'm willing to pay a lot more. Yeah. Maybe that's why our, <laughs> that's why our invitations are like 
twenty thousand dollars. Uh, okay, so they were not that much. I was kidding. Right. Just everybody knows. I think everybody knew that. I, okay, I so so, so it, yeah, the framework you have obligations, and then he talks about contexts, right? So you have like this is again a micro to macro aspect, okay. right? So you you okay. have to have your framework, yeah, and then like your obligations, okay, and then after you have that, then it's like okay, then the people around you. So how do you order this? So he makes a strong point that before giving out truth, you have to acquire it yourself. And do not waste the seed for your sowing. Mm-hmm. So again, this goes back to I this like whole that. this whole idea is like like listen, before you can go out and and uh give, you gotta make sure your your prayer life is in check. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that people of a certain age, this starts to like this is something you will learn over time. This is wisdom, right? That when you're young, you think that like you you think you know the world because you think it seems a certain way to you, mm-hmm. and so you might share how oh well things seem this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as you get older, you realize do not do never tell anybody else the way the world seems to you. Okay, there will come a time where you you do actually know right the way things are, and when you when that happens, you will know it. Mm-hmm. Because you have, um, you realize that you were wrong, you know, like. I used to think this way. Right, yeah. And so, unless you actually know, don't tell other people the way. I, I used to do this all the time. Well, you know, it's like, it seems like blah, 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 blah. Like, I would blah, blah, blah. And then I've seen myself be wrong in the things I've told other people so many times mm-hmm. that, you, you know, I, you eventually you learn, like, well, at least if you're going to say something. You need to couch it with, but like, hey, I have no idea. Right. You know, you're uh, asking me. And so I'm telling you, know, you. it's like, ah, I'm going with I raised, would ask somebody I'm else. going with raised letters. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but he, he makes a caveat. He says like, hey, make sure that we're not pulling solitude. Like we're not doing, uh, experiencing solitude for its own purpose. Okay. Explain that. So he's saying. seems to be. He was, seems like he was talking about solitude earlier, you know, like but the, the reason, spending time no, in the, the cell. Well, the reason why you're, you're, you're doing that is to, is for your own seed to be growing to go out and evangelize. Oh, oh I see. Solitude simply for solitude's sake. Yes. So, it was solitude for silence's sake, which is not solitude. But it has to be have, have a purpose, is right. what he's saying. Exactly. Like, there has to be a purpose for you going into solitude, right? So Christ goes out into the desert, not just to get away from everybody. Right. It's to be with the, to it, be with God, it's yeah, it, to be in prayer, right. right? Yeah, your silence is is ordered towards God, right? And, and there's a lot of you know, uh, it depends on your personality and like what you like. It, it's a lot easier for a lot of men to just say like, I'm just going to go retreat, yeah, and, and and go into a little cell or whatever else. Um, a lot of introverts are are like yeah. that, right? Like you, for instance. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he says one can only achieve union with anything through in uh one can only achieve union with anything through interior liberty. Can only achieve union with anything through, through interior, interior liberty. liberty. Mm-hmm. All right. So he says like you know Jesus shows us that one can be entirely uh, recollected like we you can go yeah, back. Cuz if you're not free to give yourself then you can't you but can't But you're you have to be entirely devoted to others. Right, then you can't you can't give yourself if you're not free. Right. Yeah. And so he's saying, like, Jesus Jesus shows us the best way of, like, retreating, you know, to go pray. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, for the sake of others. Right. Jesus is always going, doing things for the sake of others. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's an episode that I want to do here really soon on... Uh, Wait, don't say it. On... Okay. I'm just kidding. On uh, the agony <laughs> of the garden. Okay. And it is... Uh, mind. Bl- have you re- have you read any of the church fathers on the agony of the garden? Oh, bro, I've read all of them. Okay, well then uh, it won't be. Uh, uh, I think I even wrote some of it. <laughs> okay, well, uh, some of the things that they talk about in there and like his agony, yeah, is very interesting. Like, and not what I was expecting. No kidding. Yeah. Anyway, so that's another episode Let's we'll do. Let's do it. Let's do but, it right away. Uh, so um, he talks about. He says. <clears throat> he who thinks himself united with God without being united to his brother. Is a liar. Yes, he says he he is a false mystic uh, and intellectually a false thinker. <coughs> so 
So again, so wow. this That's is pretty strong. This is this is very strong. Uh, but again, he, so he, he's really bringing home the point but, that this solitude, I mean, this like you can't have this like intellectual masturbation of uh, uh, you know of 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 all these things. It's also a strong strong term. <laughs> I know what you mean by that. I think a lot of people won't know what you mean. <laughs> Guys, don't worry. It's not. It's a fine term to use. But like Paul, Paul is it Paul? No, Christ talks about this. Like if you have a quarrel with your brother, leave your leave your gift at the altar. Go be reconciled to your brother, mm-hmm. then come back. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like you need to have this union. If once again, if you're not in union, if you think you're in union with God, but not with your brother, mm-hmm. then you're a liar. I mean, I, right. and I think there's other verses in the Bible that kind of say yeah. the same thing. Yep, and so does Aquinas. Not that they're on the not same. Not that that's as important, right? But, <laughs> but not they're the same. But so he, again, he just talks about how like we're not made for a, like. Uh, individualists like we're not individualists we're not right. like yeah. we're made for communion and that friendship brings out beauty and art and uh, deeper resources mm-hmm. um, of obtaining the truth and knowledge about uh, of God nice um, so I, he really drives home the point of the importance of having true good holy friends which uh-huh. again I, you know, it's kind of a thing because we're made for communion right so then he talks about, so he has, again, so we have framework, uh, then we have obligations that we have within the framework, and then we have, you know, the people around us, and then he talks about, like, our setting ex- itself. Okay. Like, the, the, like the, like the place. The, the where we are. Yes. And he says, all great work works uh, were prepared in the desert, including the redemption of the world. <laughs> so, interior, like, so, so he's focusing on, like, he he talks about how you have to have this this retreat, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know whether that's one corner in your in your house, whether that's you know the chapel, wh- wherever this is, but you have to have this desert that you go to, so to speak. Yeah. Um, for interior sol- uh, solitude and silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and I, again, I think this is the whole purpose of this whole routine of the intellectual life. Like, yeah. are you a disciplined man to where you get up in the morning and you have a, a place that you go for prayer and study before you start your day? Right. Pope like, St. John Paul II talked about about this mm-hmm. in his Theology of the Body in what he called original solitude. Um, there was, there's so, like, there's... So much in the theology of the body, we could never really do it justice on the show. We, we kind of talked about it. We actually did a couple episodes on mm-hmm. original solitude um, with Father Chris P- P- uh, Petrashko. Did we, was with him? Yeah, two episodes, uh, episode one hundred and one hundred and one. No kidding. Go no. back. Nice. Well, um, what do you think about that memory I, I, recall? That's impressive. I don't. I didn't. I thought we did it. No, because we. I also did it on the theology of the body without him. I did an episode. I know. I'm sure you did. Uh, it was yeah. just you and I, where we went through like kind of yeah. the, the the basic, like sort of this original solitude, original nakedness. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot here. Like the uh, when you go and you read a lot of the, there's so much rich commentary on the creation accounts, mm-hmm. right? And what does it mean that Adam was alone in the garden? That Adam like, mm-hmm. and it's it's mind blowing if you've never. Like mm-hmm. really, really read through it, but it's so important into saying who is man, okay? And mm-hmm. I think Aquinas is really getting at a deep foundational mm-hmm. truth here about because when you're establishing these orders and these things, it's like well, it's important to know have what we call an adequate anthropology, an, a full understanding, mm-hmm. an adequate understanding of who man is, mm-hmm. um, and so this wh- where was it? Uh, this, that I all of these great works were prepared in the desert, you know, in interior solitude and silence. That's, yes, it's so important that we know about that we are these individual beings made for communion mm-hmm. and that the way we create and the way we go about doing things well is ordered in this way. Absolutely. In fact, he says without retirement, without solitude, mm-hmm. there's no inspiration. I like it. Uh, so again, so then he talks about. Uh, we've talked about a lot of this before, but he talks about when when peace, which is tranquility of order, puts order in your thoughts, feelings, and investigations, you are in the supreme disposition for learning. Mm. So he's, you know, so again, uh, your setting, really, your the place that you are in, 
really dictates like uh, the the order in which your thoughts happen and order which like uh, um, your feelings like everything happens based on like do you have a place yeah to go this is why learning and leisure are yes. are intimately related like what is it uh I forget what it is but like Joseph Pieper college Le- or like there's something I'm about like the word it's maybe scholastic I, I don't Skull. Is that Are you talking about is? leisure and skull? Yes. So, le- yeah. So uh, the they're Latin like the word same is, word. Is, is, they're the same word. Skull. Yeah, which is for school. School. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's Latin skull. S C O L. Yeah, I think is what uh, it is. Yeah, I don't care. But it, but but it's for uh, school. Mm-hmm. And it means leisure. And it means leisure. Right. Exactly. Okay. So this is what this is exactly what he's saying here is that without this piece, without a leisure. They're not going to be ready to learn, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, if you go to college, you probably don't. You actually have, have a lot of leisure when you're at college. I don't think you often realize how much leisure you have. Uh, but well, you could have anyway. Right? You could have. You, have the, right. you have the opportunity, opportunity for so much because you basically have no responsibilities, right? Other than showing up to class, and even those, if you don't do, you still can get good grades. But um, don't recommend it. But those things that they're intimately linked. That if you're ang- right. if you're anxious, if you're if you don't have like rest, then you're not going to be able to learn very well. Right. So he talks about how, and this is kind of the conclusion here. He says that solitude is the homeland of the strong, mm. and silence is their prayer. This is exactly why Superman had a fortress of solitude, because <laughs> he was so strong. I mean, without it, apparently, we, yeah. He'd just been a regular dude. So uh, this was, uh, again, uh, in typical Catholic Man Show fashion, uh, the, the things that I'm uh, I'm talking about are, are self-reflections uh, of myself and trying to make, yeah. like, you know, uh, trying to grow myself in the virtuous life and order my, my life um, in an appropriate way. I just, keep, so, I just keep waiting, bro. I know. I'm sorry. Waiting, I'm get, just waiting on your world to change. Waiting on the world. <laughs> uh, but I, I really did like how he broke it out into four parts, right? The framework. Yeah. The obligations that you have. Uh-huh. The people that you're around. And then the setting in which you do all these things. I think you're going, you're getting bigger. I think it should be the other way around. Your hands, they're getting bigger. I think they should be getting smaller. The framework. The voc- like your. Well, but it's like you to other people and place. Well, interior to go at it is it is that way, but it's also broad to specific. Broad to specific at the same time. Specific. You know what you could do is you could have one hand go out <laughs> while the other hand. <laughs> We're doing so this. it just looks like you're shifting your hands over. <laughs> you know what? Forget about it. Yeah, that was that was stupid. You know what? The hands aren't important. Yeah, <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> Check us out on YouTube, guys. <laughs> uh, anything else you have? I mean, that, that was kind of. I just wanted to like talk about that. No. Um, I have a lot of I other things. Really good. I, I like kind of skipped several things for the sake of time. The intellectual life. It's a phenomenal By book. Sterlanger. Sterlanger. But um. Op. It it is a difficult book. It's not something that is. This guy's dead, right? He's not alive. That's correct. Yes. Like probably dead a while. Even the person who wrote the foreword mm. is is has passed away. Uh, uh Father James Shaw, which is uh one of the best Jesuits, I think, in my opinion. Different from a different Father James Jesuit. It's a different Father. To- totally different guy. Yes, uh, Father James Shaw. If you have, if you are an intellectual and you have not ran into Father James Shaw, anything that he writes is well worth your time in okay. in reading. Because of the other James, is it may not be. I wouldn't call in an intellectual. Just this personally, this personal choice. Who are you? Never mind. <laughs> you know what? Turn it off. Quick, yeah. turn it off. 